This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. I got a special product for my cannabis love in kings and queens. If you love a good pre-roll, a joint, you have that fresh cannabis, we want to make sure it's staying fresh. And so I'm thankful to have Integra Specialty Products here at the Low Life Podcast. Brings you plant-based solutions for top-tier cannabis storage and packaging with two-day humidity control packs. Ensure the freshness, potency, and quality of your cannabis with Boost plant-based solutions that only puts in pure water vapor into your dried-out buds. Ideal for flour, pre-roll, edibles, they offer harmonious balance of convenience and freshness. For more information, check them out at www.integraboost.com or at Integra Herbal on Instagram. Use code LOWLIFE at checkout for 15% off your next online purchase at www.integraboost.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome Hola, bienvenidos, buongiorno, mi gente. Welcome, one and all, to a brand spanking new episode of the Low Life Podcast. I'm your flaming hot and spicy, seasonally depressed, white wine drinking, booty hole licking, <laughs> pumpkin spice, pumpkin spice latte sipping, hot mess of a host, Lorenzo von Rumpf. <laughs> oh, what a mess. I'm so happy to be here with you today. There's no place I'd rather be than right here with my lowlifers. I hope you're having a beautiful day and a great week so far. But if you're not having a great day, you're feeling a bit shitty right now, overwhelmed, depressed, anxious. Oh, I get it. I was feeling super depressed yesterday. Just watching the news, I'm like, oh my God, it's a lot. And so there's a lot of darkness happening in the world right now. It's very overwhelming. And so I'm not going to even dive into all of that right now. You know where to go if you want the news. Sometimes we cover it on the show and we'll do a deep dive, go down the rabbit hole, but but I'm not going there today. Today's show is going to be a little bit of light amongst the darkness, and so it's going to turn that frown upside down. You're in for a treat on this one. I will say when it comes to mental health and what's happening in the world around us, it's kind of crazy right now. I was just thinking about this. In 2023, we have access to everything going on in the world, but 15, 20 years ago, There were some news organizations that covered it, the newspaper, magazines. Uh, Internet was a thing, but it wasn't what it is today, and social media definitely wasn't what it is today. And so now we have access to everything going on, which is amazing because I can stay informed and I never want to bury my head in the sand. I want to know what the hell is happening in the world. But I'm also very cognizant of the fact that having 24 access to what's happening in the world, literally people at ground zero reporting live, and I'm seeing it in the palm of my hand, scrolling story after story and horrific things happening. And it's just so painful, so devastating. It's heartbreaking, heartbreaking, terrible things to see people dying, war, crimes, terrorist groups. It's like, oh shit, this is really dark. And so I could only take so much of that. And I feel like having access to that 24-7, just again, in the palm of my hand, just scrolling and seeing it all constantly, it will take a toll. 
it will end up fucking me up and making me feel just so depressed because then I start to feel helpless and like I can't do anything and it just overwhelms me. It consumes me. And so I don't think our minds are meant to be able to consume that much information constantly. I think it's an information overload. And so what I've done now with the news is I do want to stay informed, but how I treat the news now is how I treat shrooms. I microdose it. I'm microdosing the news. I have days when I can absorb it and I'll listen to it and I'll watch it and I'll see it in my feed. And there's other days where I have to just turn off to it. Otherwise, it really does send me to a dark place because I am very empathetic and my heart breaks for what's happening in the world. And I see the devastation and it really affects me in a negative way. And so it's not that I'm ignoring it. It's not that I don't want to address it. It's just I also have to realize that having it fed to me constantly seven days a week and never turning off that's not the healthiest thing for my own mental health. And so I've been microdosing the news is what I'm getting at. Mondays and Thursdays are my news check-in dates. That's when I like to see what's going on beginning of the week and then towards the end. And then I go into the weekend and try and just clear my head and, and get in a better headspace. And so that's been helping me microdosing shrooms and the news. Also the 90 day low life reset challenge started on a harvest moon. We're a few weeks into it started end of September and it's 90 days until 2024. And so I was with one of my girlfriends, Lexi. I talked about this on the last show, but we were talking about our goals, dreams, what we want to manifest, our aspirations. And I was like, I don't want to wait until the new year. Either did she. She's like, let's just start now. We have 90 days. Let's just get a jump start on it. So that's what we've been doing. But I wanted to open it up to the low lifers. And so if you want to join the fun, want to write down a list of commitments that you have to yourself just in the next three months, I think it's a really nice thing to do for yourself because I'm all about giving yourself a win. And this is something you could do for yourself. And it's also nice to have an incredible group of humans. God, my low lifers are the best. I have the best fucking listeners, truly. Because I know other podcasts can attract a very specific type of listener. Like there's some shows or podcast hosts, and I know the listeners that they have, they're very conservative or they have like extreme views or it's very polarizing. And that's not the type of audience that I have here. I have the best listeners. They're open-minded. They're kind people. They're good humans. And so they're open to different perspectives. They're all from different walks of life. They all have different opinions. And I love that. I celebrate that. And so anyway, it goes down in the Low Life Facebook group. I love to talk to you guys and get to know you better. And so it's been really nice to see what your dreams, your commitments are. And we can all hold ourselves accountable. It's an encouraging place. We can inspire one another. And it also really helps me for when I fall off the wagon because <laughs> I do sometimes and I'm like, oh shit, it holds me accountable. It holds my feet to the fire. It also gives me a win. And so again, if you'd like to give yourself a win, there's a link to join the Low Life Facebook group in the description of this episode. Join the coven. Let's get witchy together and manifest some dreams, baby. I want to talk about Hispanic Heritage Month. It's happening till almost the end of October. I wanted to touch on some incredible Latinos and Hispanics that had groundbreaking inventions that have changed the world. I love hearing stories like this. I find it very interesting. I'm like, oh, wow, I didn't realize that person was Hispanic. That's freaking cool. So in honor of Hispanic Heritage Month, for all those of you who don't know, I'm Mexicano and I have a splash of German. The last name, I feel like I'm a Tinder swindler with my last name. It's Von Rumpf, <laughs> which is like super German. I'm 20% German and 80% Mexicano. Very proud Mexicano. I'd love to say like, I'm proud German, but but I don't know shit about being German. <laughs> My mom and dad are just as Mexican as they come. And so <laughs> outside of the occasional pretzel and knowing about Oktoberfest, 
that's about as deep as I go into German culture. And I haven't really been immersed into that culture. And so, yeah, my mom and dad are super Mexican. <laughs> so, yeah. And so I was actually even considering changing my last name to my mother's maiden name, which is Salinas, S-A-L-I-N-A-S, Salinas. I love her last name. I don't know, something I've been contemplating. My dad was like, I'm cool with that. If you wanted to go with your mom's last name, it's a beautiful name, but uh, we'll see. Maybe I'll do a poll. Should I change my last name? (laughs) I just love my mom's last name and I'm not close to my dad's side, but also when it comes to that last name, it's a very cool last name. I get it. And LVR, the initials, come on now. That's great. The acronym, it's like lover, so chic. But I do feel like I'm kind of catfishing people with that last name because most people, when they hear Low Von Rumpf, they think either A, I'm like half Asian, half German, or like they don't know what to think, really. And so then when I show up, I'm like, hola, mi gente. They're like, what? <laughs> Who the fuck are you? So it's just a little misleading because they're always confused by that. But also, I just love my mom's maiden name. I love Salinas. And so if my dad actually cared, if my dad was like, that would really hurt if you didn't have the last name, then of course I would keep it. I'm like, yeah, continue using it. I wouldn't necessarily get rid of the Von Rumpf. I'd keep the Von Rumpf last name, but I would hyphenate it. So it'd be Lorenzo Salinas hyphen Von Rumpf. And then I would just go by Lorenzo Salinas. I don't know. Just thinking out loud here. Let me know what you think. (laughs) Should I change my name? (laughs) Should I do an actual name change? Cast your vote in the review section of Apple Podcast. I wanted to shout out some groundbreaking inventions by Latino Hispanic innovators. Okay. There's some really cool ones on here. So the color television. Oh yeah, we got one of my Mexican brothers and sisters over here that created color television. Guillermo Gonzalez Camarena of Mexico. Guillermo, back in the day, 1960s. Okay, when did this happen? The upgrades from black and white to color television began in the 1960s thanks to a patent filed in 1940 for a chromoscopic adapter for television equipment by Guillermo Camarena of Mexico. Camarena, an electrical engineer who specialized in electronics at the National Polytechnic Institute of Mexico, created the first trichromatic field sequential system, a technology that transmits moving images in variations of red, green, and blue to achieve a spectrum of color. Prior to Camarena's invention, television was only broadcasted in monochromatic black and white. (gasps) Love that. Oh, we love color television. Thank you, Guillermo. Also... We have earthquake sensing technology because of University of Chile. Professor Arturo Arias Suarez, scientists have the ability to measure the risk of damage related to a possible earthquake in a given location. Arias Suarez served as the director of Chile's Institute of Materials Research and Testing Institute from 1958 to 1965. In 1970, he developed the Instrumental Seismic Intensity or Arias Intensity Method a mathematical formula that assesses the strength of earthquake tremors by measuring their seismic waves. With the Arias Intensity Formula, building engineers can now design buildings that are better equipped to withstand seismic activity with earthquakes. That's very cool too. We also can thank a Mexicano Hispanic for contraceptive pills. Yeah, birth control. Chemist Luis Miramontes of Mexico was only 26, a doctoral student working in the lab in Mexico City when his team synthesized the birth control pill in 1951. Key to the invention was the development of norithindrone. Is that how I say that? Norithindrone, a molecule derived from a wild Mexican yam known as the tortoise plant. Norithindrone was the main active ingredient in the first birth control pill. And then the first birth control to enter the United States was approved by the Drug and Food Administration in 1960. And that was developed by a competitor. But the norithindrone version was also soon approved and became the industry standard thanks to chemist Luis Miramontes of Mexico. Oh, we got one more powerful Latino I want to talk about because this Latino created 
an artificial freaking heart. That's right. I'm talking about Domingo Santo Liotta. What a great name. Domingo Liotta was born in Argentina, Argentina to Italian immigrants in 1924, became a pioneer in heart surgery. In 1969, Liotta developed the first total artificial heart to be successfully implanted in a human. Wow, that's wild. The device was implanted in a 47-year-old patient with severe heart failure. The implant allowed the patient to live for three days until a heart from a human donor became available. All right, so there's some really cool inventions, some innovators that really changed the world. And they're powerful Latinos, Hispanics that made some shit happen. Very cool. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Those were all notes that I wrote after watching the History Channel. And so I got high one night, edibles, and was watching the History Channel. And they had something on powerful Hispanics that have changed the world. And I was like, I should talk about this on the podcast. And so (laughs) hope you enjoyed that. All right, let's get into this week's very special episode. Oh, I have an incredible guest. I'm talking to one of my very dear friends who's based in Nashville. She's an incredible business owner and entrepreneur. She's a physician's assistant who is masterful when it comes to skincare. I trust her implicitly with skincare. She is so knowledgeable. She is truly an artist when it comes to injectables, Botox, fillers. She knows her shit and she's really changed the game for me. And so as we're on this 90-day low-life reset challenge, a lot of my kings and queens were talking about wanting to improve their skin and look great going into the new year and feel how they feel on the inside. They feel young on the inside, but they want to reflect that on the outside as well. And Elizabeth, this queen has you covered. And so I actually opened it up to my low-lifers to see what questions you had. And of course, you did not disappoint. We had so many questions, hundreds. And so I took all of those questions, typed them all out, and we started to answer them on the podcast. But There's so much information in this podcast. It is so helpful. Let me just break down what you're going to get in this show because there's a lot to unpack and it's going to be a game changer for you when it comes to skincare. We talk about fried foods, chocolates, causing acne. We debunk some food myths out there. We also talk about what you need to be using in the morning, what you need to be using at night, changing up your skincare routine. She came up with the core four and at night she calls it her magic three products. And so we break down the core four and the magic three to change your skin. We also had to talk about pores. So many people, myself included, are dealing with enlarged pores. They don't like the look of pores. They want to minimize them. How do you clean them? Blackheads. So many issues when it comes to skin texture and pores. And so we definitely dived into that today. The three ingredients that you're going to need to actually minimize the appearance of pores, what ingredients you need to be looking out for that are going to make your pores even worse. I was using one of them on the daily. And so... (laughs) Thank you to Elizabeth for changing the game for me. We also talk about brands like The Ordinary, and she had some very strong views on that. Loved hearing her thoughts on it, and it definitely gave me second thoughts about using a brand like The Ordinary. One of my favorite parts of this conversation is how honest she is about what you should be splurging on and what you should be saving on when it comes to skincare. There are so many products out there. Oh, the market is completely oversaturated, and so it's hard to decipher, like, what the hell should you be using? What's worth the splurge? What could you save money on? And she broke it down for you today. So I'm very thankful for that. She also gave some really great tips on how to cleanse your skin and debunked a lot of very common misconceptions. There's a lot of marketing gimmicks out there. There are a lot of people who claim to be skin experts and dermatologists and they're on Instagram and TikTok and you see these videos and a lot of them are sponsored by brands and you're not even realizing that someone is footing the bill for this. And so it's a skewed message and they're getting you to buy some sort of a product and we may not even be realizing that. 
And so it's hard to know who the hell to trust out there. And some people don't have the money to go to a dermatologist or it's not covered by your insurance or you don't want to go and get those injectables yet. You're a little nervous about it. After today, you could have some peace of mind. We're going to break it down for you. We have the expert here. This is a trusted person that I have personally vetted. I freaking adore her. She's a very close friend of mine of over eight years. She has a thriving business in Nashville. I'll link it in the episode. If you ever are in Nashville, Tennessee, and you want to go see Elizabeth, let her know you're a low lifer and she will take care of your skin. Part of the reason I go to Nashville so often is one, I have two best friends that live there, but also it's for Elizabeth (laughs) because she's just so good. She's so good at what she does. She is so freaking knowledgeable, but also very down to earth and humble. She has the best personality. I vibe with her. She's really good energy. And so without further ado, let's jump into this week's episode. This is a two-parter. I got this week as part one. Next week, we're going to continue the conversation because we have even more questions, more procedures that we want to talk about, more information to give you. So that's next week. So again, this is the two-part skincare series. Let's get into it. You will not be disappointed. I am so happy you're here for this one. Hit it. Coming in hot from Nashville, Tennessee. Here we are. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. Okay, so I'm so happy to be here in this beautiful office. It's so well decorated. It smells incredible. And it's a vibe here. Thank you. I feel like this whole aesthetic you have just starts to permeate all of your life. Your home is going to be very similar. Your own style is popping right now. And so is your skincare line. Welcome to the podcast, Elizabeth Smith. Is that- Yes. I never because you've known me since before I was married. Yeah, yeah. eight plus years. Yeah, long holy time. shit! I know you're my oldest relationship in Nashville, Tennessee. I feel proud of that. I am too. Okay, we have so many questions from listeners, I and that. I know you have so many answers to give. Do with skincare, it's tough because it's a very personal thing, mm-hmm. and there's so many different skin types. Right, that's where it gets really tricky, because it's like someone's like, okay, can you put a skincare you know, compilation together for me. And it's so personal. It's such a personal journey, but I want to walk you through how to wade through the mess. Yes. I usually do so much prep work leading into a conversation with someone because I want to get the most out of it. Um, I didn't need to do that on this episode because my listeners did the work for me. Hundreds of questions for you. People are really excited and also struggling out there. People are getting adult acne. What the Mm -hmm. f*** is that? I know. It sucks. And so I've gotten a few little underground deep pimples. Mm -hmm. Oh, you took care of one of them for me. I think you injected it with like a steroid or something. (laughs) I I came to Nashville at one point. You're like, I got you. Boop. And it was gone. Yes. But like people need some help. And so there's so many products out there. Everybody Mm -hmm. has a different opinion. I feel like I can't trust a lot of the opinions out there Mm -hmm. because it's an oversaturated market, but also are the brands paying for it? Mm -hmm. Like some of these are are paid endorsements that people don't understand that they're seeing on TikTok, Instagram, that sort of thing. And so they're toting these products and maybe they're not that beneficial, that sort of stuff. And so that's why I love talking to you because you always keep it 100 and you just are so knowledgeable. Okay, so let's jump into it. Let's get some questions on here for you. Oh, the first one, which is like a very common thing that people 
Uh, it's like a old wives' tale. It's mm-hmm. the like the fried, question. yeah, the fried chicken gives you acne. Mm-hmm. Does fried chicken give you acne? Does it cause pimples on your skin? Really great. So, does food in general, right? Yeah. Does food? Is I would food think it tied does. To the skin? I, I'd say if anything affects glycation, which is a fancy word, but you can cause a breakout. But that could be from a dry shampoo. That could be from overeating sugar. That could be, you know, there's such a gut relationship to everything. And so fried foods in particular, I wouldn't really tie that to it unless you're eating greasy chicken and touching your face and putting all those oils on your face. So yeah, if you're eating a bunch of greasy foods, that could be a a cause of it. But usually it ties more to like your sugar levels, your insulin and some other factors. Okay, so- No. No, <laughs> eat your fried chicken. Eat your fried chicken. Eat and it. also it depends on what it's fried in, peanut oil, seed oils, 100%. canola. 100%. So that's also a big factor. Okay. And so, dairy. Dairy can do it too. I mean, yeah. truly that's not I have thing. noticed my skin has changed when I cut dairy out. Mm-hmm. Plus I got the Hershey squirts, you know, lactose intolerant. I'm shitting all the time. And so <laughs> now almond milk, oat milk, it's done my skin good and my mm-hmm. body too. Okay, here we go. Skin fundamentals. So a lot of people are wanting to start their skincare routine and they're trying to figure out what are like the basics, like the hero products that they need. Mm-hmm. We can go over some brands that you love, yeah. drop yours in there too, of course. But if someone is starting out and they're like, let's just do it for like a millennial. Yeah. You know, just right. because that's what I am. And yes. so if you're just starting out and you want to start taking skincare mm-hmm. more serious and moving past just Cetaphil, which I used for years, great face wash, Mm -hmm. but I love to go through the steps. What's a good morning routine, a nighttime routine? Like what should people be using and what should they be putting on their faces? Yeah. It's a simple kiss, right? Keep it simple, stupid. Like just stop overcomplicating skincare because you're probably going to inflame your skin and mess it up. So Mm -hmm. I always say get a core four. I will always go back to this. Core four. Core four. Right. You're going to wash your face morning and night. I am a firm morning wash girl. Uh, so that's controversial, yes. you know, but I am a very big, if I'm going to sleep and drool over my pillow, I want to white wash that off in the morning. Fair. Plus, Unless, aren't you loading your face with serum? Well, we'll get into the nighttime yeah. part, but like there's a lot of product that I put on my face and I'm like a glazed down nut. Yes, exactly. So, Why would you not want a fresh palette to put your good skincare back on? So, yeah. and plus like damp skin is going to help those products penetrate and all of those things. So, all right, here we go. Wash in the morning, you're going to do a vitamin C. Okay. And if we're doing like a save versus splurge, I mean, that's like your your splurge item. Vitamins, it's more of an expensive product. It, it can be. Okay. But Is that that's just because, like a, a pure serum? So you talk about a million vitamin Cs. There are so many out there. Yeah. But you want to actually spend your money on this because it's really unstable. So to get something that's actually going to penetrate your skin, mm-hmm. spend the money. And we'll go over kind of save versus splurge in a second. Okay. But so vitamin C and then SPF. Okay. And if you're dry, like I think a good moisturizer, depending on your skin type, do that. Mm -hmm. Amazing. That's your morning. That's it. That's it. No moisturizer? So that's where I said moisturizer, you can pick based on your skin. Oh, got it. Okay, yeah. To seal in. Okay. Yeah. So I like, well, but if you use like Elastin, it's a moisturizing sunscreen. Yeah. So two in one. You could do a two in one. But basically, that's all I care about. Wash, vitamin C, moisturizer, SPF. That's really easy. Really easy. I mean, that's what I do now, per yeah. your suggestion. 
Okay, so then what are we putting on our faces at night? Is it going to get a bit more intense now? No. Okay. It's actually even easier. <laughs> so you're going to watch. Wow. I'm still f***ing it up. No, you're not. I did the whole 15-step Korean method, though. That was not good for my skin. Yeah. Shout out to my Korean queens. You can do that, but it was causing acne. I think it's just too much oil happening. There's so many serums. Yeah. Anyway. Well, and like I said, if you do too much, you're going to inflame your skin. And mm -hmm. then you're going to run into breaking out because you're inflaming your skin. And you're like, what the heck? So wash, retinol, moisturize. Wash, retinol, and moisturize. Or tretinoin. Retinol and tretinoin, same thing. We'll go over that. But retinol okay. and tretinoin, same thing. Um, so wash, retinol. Moisturize. Hair thinning impacts a lot of us. In fact, over half of us will experience hair thinning at some point in our lives. It's not only common, it's normal. Join over 1 million people who are doing something about it with Nutrafol. I've been recommending it to my friends and family. I take it. My mama, the queen, takes it. Queen, you love yeah. it. Oh, yeah. I recommend it to my hairstylist. I recommend it to my sister-in-law and even my niece. We range in age from like 22 to 67. They're loving it. Yeah, they are. It's a great Mother's Day gift. Oh, I love it. It's amazing. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code LOWLIFE. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code LOWLIFE. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code LOWLIFE. Am I washing with a mild cleanser? Do I go in with an exfoliant? I love a good double cleanse. Oh, I'm, a double I'm cleanse. double cleanse. Mm -hmm. I just started double cleansing yep. just for minimizing pores. Mm -hmm. I, you recommended that to me. Yeah. And... It is a game changer. It's annoying. It. So annoying. Here's, here, I have two I have two things. You're either going to double cleanse or you're going to cleanse and do a toner. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. For a toner, I've been using Bioderma Meissler mm -hmm. water. Yeah. Uh, or rose water. I don't know. Is there witch hazel? Is that okay? So I would actually do micellar first. Okay. And then wash. Oh, is micellar not a toner? No. Okay. <laughs> I'm learning so much. So my cellar. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I love that we're having this conversation. Yeah. Um, so I love Bioderma. Mm -hmm. um, you can use any cheap micellar. They're so inexpensive. It's such a great product. Yeah. So you take it, your makeup, your oils, all the gunk from the day, the micellar, they, the micelles just like literally like grab onto it and pull it off. And so it's so great for a first cleanse. So I love that for a first oh, cleanse. Oh, that's considered a first cleanse. Totally. Okay. 100%. Or you can do like One Love makes a really lovely cleansing oil. Mm -hmm. And so you could do micellar water or a cleansing oil. So that's your first step. Okay. Then you wash. All right. And you either do a normal wash or like two to three times a week, do like an Aha Baha, A-H-A-B-H-A. Uh, right. Mm -hmm. Like and in a little acid. That's the, there's not, well, the one that I bought from your office has microbeads in it, which yes. feels so good. Mm -hmm. But you don't actually need the microbeads, right? You yeah. just want, a, it's Aha Baha, which is. It's H-A-B-H-A acid. Ah, uh, uh, okay. So that's, I just call it Aha Baha, but yeah, it's yeah. just H-A-B-H-A. So it's like salicylic, glycolic, lactic, 
all of the good acids that are gonna break up the dead skin cells, dissolve the gunk in your pores. But if you do it too much, you can dry out your skin and inflame it. How often should we be exfoliating our skin? Two to three nights, usually max. Two to three nights. Especially if you're doing a retinol. Okay, the retinol, very scary for some people. I have grown to love retinol. I mean, it's an incredible product. Mm -hmm. Retinol itself is a chemical compound, I'm assuming, right? It's vitamin A. Vitamin A. Mm -hmm. So it's applied to the skin. Mm -hmm. There's so many different percentages that you can have. Yes. And then I guess you start off at a low dose. But here's the thing. When you start with retinol, this segues into the whole retinol conversation. A lot of questions about this. You go through a bit of a Shrek phase. What are you doing in my swamp? Just feeling not cute. Yeah. Your skin can peel. You can get super red. And so I guess because your skin's adjusting to vitamin A, that amount. So basically when we're aging, our cell turnover plummets. It's actually quite sad. That's why our texture gets worse because all these dead skin cells are hanging out on our face. Okay. So our texture looks dull. Our fine lines are creeping in because if you think your skin cells are like just old and dead and they're just sitting on top of your skin. If you're not getting that cell turnover up, then that's just, that's what's happening. So when you put retinol on your face, it zooms. It gives your like cell turnover, the zoomies, and it goes way up. And so that's why you start flaking and peeling because your cell turnover starts getting up and you're not used to that. Got it. With that though can come irritation because you're you're creating this kind of cascade. So that's why a lot of people get irritated. But I do, I say if you start, you could do like a retinol sandwich. Retinol sandwich. Are we talking like layering moisturizers? Yeah. Okay. So you put moisturizer on first, retinol on moisturizer. Mm. And then you take away like that first layer of moisturizer after a couple of weeks. And you're only doing retinol two to three nights a week at first. Okay. So that way you're just getting, you know, yourself, you're acclimating. Mm -hmm. And then you just go up and up, right? Every two weeks, you'll add another night or you'll start taking the moisturizer away. So it's just ease into it. Retinol is going to be less harsh than tretinoin. Okay. They're the same thing. They're both vitamin A? Yes. Derivatives? But what tretinoin, as soon as it hits your skin, it's active and that's why it's so inflaming. Oh, so retinol has to build up like Retinol has to be, your body has to, this is so nerdy and stupid. I love it. Your body (laughs) has to literally transform it into tretinoin. So it will change the product and your body will change that into that active form of what tretinoin is. So it will still Mm. do the same thing. It's just a little less irritating because the potency isn't right off the bat. Oh, so is that basically why tretinoin is not recommended by some dermatologists would be like, "Mm, I wouldn't use that. Right. Because it could be, okay. Mm -hmm. And it could be very aggravating for the skin. Yes. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. I want instant gratification. Should I switch tretinoin? Isn't it less expensive? Tretinoin, if you have a medical prescription is less expensive because you can get it through a pharmacy. But unless you have acne, typically they don't prescribe tretinoin. I'm sure we can all get (laughs) prescriptions. But it's it's pretty harsh. Oh, is it? It's pretty like, you talk about that acclimating phase. Some people never acclimate. Wow. Okay. So it's not recommended. If If you do have acne, then go for it. Exactly. Yeah, you're still going to get the same results, especially if you work up to 1% retinol, you're going to be fine. I 
you know, this is a, obviously a plug, but I have a retinoic ester coming out. And Ooh, so what is that? it is, so basically there's receptors in your skin and retinol is accepted by certain receptors and retinoic ester is accepted by others that are more populated. Mm -hmm. And so your results are going to be incredible and you don't have to go through the shedding and irritation phase. Nice. Are these going to, they're like exfoliating pads or something? Like what? No. So this uh, is a retinol product. Oh, it's, but is it a cream or? Yep. Oh, it's a cream. Okay. It'll take over your retinol. Got it. Yes. Oh, that is so exciting. When yeah. is this going to drop into the world? So it should be late October. Okay. Yeah. Right in time for spooky season, Halloween. Yeah. If people are following that four step method that you just said, was mm -hmm. that the four, was it four products? Mm -hmm. There's a core four, the core but four. yes, retinol and vitamin C are the big ones. Okay. Yeah. And so people are doing that, but there's like hyaluronic serums. Is yeah. that all good to have or is it just a fluff piece? So Because it's expensive shit. I so spent expensive. 80 bucks on like a tiny little vial of hyaluronic. Yes. I feel like it works. Hyaluronic acid is amazing if you use it properly. But hyaluronic acid is not a moisturizer. I want everyone to hear this. It is not a moisturizer. It's a hydrator. So it's going to plump out fine lines if you have moisture to draw from. Oh. So, so you've got to make sure your face has some sort of a base of moisture. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because if you're getting into winter or like fall and winter when it's getting colder and less humid out, it's going to pull from you and actually dehydrate your skin versus do the... So it's going to do the opposite of what you want it to do. Oh, it's going to f*** you up. You know. So you got to make sure you're hydrating your skin. Uh, I usually will just spray some rose water on my face. Yeah, like and a then, or whatever. Get yeah. Some, yeah. And then apply a few drops of that. It's perfect. When it comes to layering, I do love a good serum. Mm -hmm. I've kept it pretty simple though. I've, I used to have a really extensive daytime and nighttime routine, and now I'm following your tip. And so I do like to throw a few serums in there. Yeah. I know when it comes to niacinamide, mm -hmm. that's a really popular one. I love niacinamide. And then there's another one, salicylic acid, yeah. which is again, used for pore minimizing. Is that what we're yes. doing? Yes. So I have a, a fun game. Do you want to play it with me? Yeah. It's not a game, but I'm really excited. So I pores are everything. I mean- That's, We have to get into this conversation on we pores. We have to. There was hundreds of people that were just freaking out about their pores. Yeah. And large pores, blackheads just on their nose, their cheeks, textured skin. Yes. People are- up out there. And so we need to help them. <laughs> Myself included. I was struggling with big pores. Yeah. Oh, you gave me a really good tip. I'll save it. Go ahead. Let's play yeah. your game. So they're aha bahas. Okay. That's what are like some of the best things for pores. So AHA, BHA, so salicylics, glycolic, lactics. And so I have a pad that I'm releasing that's an aha baha pad. So it's going to be really exciting. I have two different percentages. So anyone can use it, sensitive or not. Okay. You can use it every night. So you wash your face, you put the, the pad on. But what it does is, so salicylic dissolves gunk in your pores. So it's going to make your pores look more minimal. We can't change the size of our pores. We just can't. It's not physically possible. They don't open and close. We can't physically change them. We can just make them look less. Really? Sad, That's sad a big news. misconception out mm -hmm. there yeah. is that you can shrink your pores. Yeah. Or open and close them. Hold up. Even applying like a hot compress to open your pores. It's not opening isn't, anything. It's not? All that a hot compress is doing is good. It's literally dissolving. It's like loosening up all of the gunk in your pores so that when you wash, it comes out and your pores look less because you just got the gunk out of your pores. That kind of sounds like it's opening them. It's dissolving what's in them. Okay. 
It's just so all that in warm them. washcloth is helping to loosen up all the stuff in them. Didn't open anything. Fair. It just loosened it up. And, and broke so it up. I assume when I do my cold compresses, we're not closing them either. <laughs> no. You're not closing Where, them. Why did that even start? That's a thing. Like I open know. your pores, close your pores, like mm -hmm. for a long time. Yeah. I'm like, who started that? You know why? Why? <laughs> it's it's just there's no like it's not it doesn't have a muscle, right? It's not gonna like open and close. It, it's just a another marketing tool that people use to open and close your and pores. Semantics, I think it's easier for people to even digest. Well, and if if idea. you're in cooler weather, right, you're not gonna produce as much oil. And so therefore your pores are going to look less. So it's that concept of if you put something cold on, your pores are going to look less because you're not producing, you're not filling the gunk back up into your pores. So whether if you started with heat, you want to end with that cool because in fact, you're going to stop sweating. You're going to stop producing the sebum and that's going to make your pores look less. Okay. So even though we can't actually shrink our pores, they're always going to be the size that they are essentially, but we can minimize the appearance of them. Exactly. That is accurate when people say that. You Correct. can, okay. Yeah. And so glycolic, salicylic, and lactic. and lactic. Yes. And find face washes with that in it. Yeah. Or your little or pads. pads. So glycolic breaks apart dead skin cells. So it's uh. going to retexturize your skin. It's going to make it look smooth and beautiful and youthful. Mm -hmm. And then lactic also helps with, with exfoliation. So I think like glycolic, it takes the glue that's holding all these dead skin cells and it breaks it up. And so that way your new skin cells can come through. Love. So it's amazing. Those, those three combined are incredible. What do I call that pad? I haven't named it yet. Lo, oh, I need. Oh, I we need, need a, a name. name for it. So glycolic and what is, I'm trying to like think of like a little mixtration of all three of these things. I, see, I wouldn't even mix the three. I would just call it like, I don't know, like... <laughs> Like bitch pads or something like, I don't know, like something like bad bitch pads or something cute just because it's like for a bad bitch out there. Like, yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to think, but okay, that's a whole marketing situation. Yeah, I know. I'll give it some I just, thought. I just wanted to hear the off the cuff reaction oh. because it's going to minimize your pore. So I'm like, pore minimizer, minimizing pore pads. Um, it's going to exfoliate your skin. So like, you know, it's going to create a smooth, smooth, smoothie, smoothie pad. Smoothie smooth, smooth. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> don't love that. <laughs> and then it's going to resurface or what's the third thing? Yeah. The, yeah resurface mm -hmm. it. See, I will say marketing wise, it's so tough. Mm -hmm. But I do love the marketing for, because it's just so black and white mm -hmm. for, I think it's it cosmetics. Yeah. Poor be gone. Right. Vanish be pores yeah. or whatever. Like it's, <laughs> sounds like f***ing Yoda, but it's like so like no more pores on face. Like yes. they're, it's just it's very, just clear. it's clear. very it's easy. Yeah. yeah. And so like bye-bye circles, like I bought their bye-bye concealer and I was like, sense. goodbye. Yeah. I didn't love their concealer, but I did like um, their pore minimizing powder, Yeah, which now I'm learning because my pores were never opened or closed. And so I was just putting this powder, which kind of just smoothed it out a mm -hmm. bit. Right. Probably clogged them. Who knows? You know, it, and I wouldn't call it like comedogenic. Like that's kind of a funny word that everyone wants to, like it's non-comedogenic. Um, what does that mean when it's non-comedogenic? They want to make what it- What is it supposed to mean? Th it's a marketing tool to make you, it act like you're- not going to break out from it. Okay. So if it's non-comedogenic means you're not going to break out, but that's also... But it's not, that's not, just not the case. I mean, Bullshit. it's all about ingredients. That's all that matters. But anyway, yes, all it do is doing is it's kind of smoothing out the surface so it looks more continuous. 
which is great. I don't, I'm all for those things. Sure. I mean, if you're going to a special event or something, yeah. even day to day, why not? 100%. I feel like I have so much closure, but it's not the closure that I want. Sorry. Is there any way that someone, there's just no way that someone can actually minimize their pores. What if we do like an extensive peel, like the kind where I'm like wrapped up like a mummy with like the two slits in the nose, like that vibe, will that shrink or minimize the pores? All really? that that's doing is the same thing as Aha Baha Daily is doing. So it's going to, again, it's going to exfoliate your skin. It's going to make it look less. And so, and if you have blackheads, it's going to dissolve the blackheads. All of the things you can do is dissolve what's in the pore, dissolve around it, make it look smoother. That's the key to making your pores look less. And okay. stop over drying your skin. Over drying it? Yes. Okay. Because if you're oily, everyone's like, oh my gosh, I'm going to kill my face with acids and exfoliation. And in fact, if you're not moisturizing right after that, you're going to overproduce oil, making your pores look bigger. Right. That has happened to me in the past. Again, another learning lesson with you. I also learned, because I fell in love with that super goop. I can't. <laughs> when I came into your office, I'm like, my pores look f***ing huge. <laughs> and I'm like, why do they look so big? And they were like iridescent. My pores were not only large, but they were intensified with the lighting in your office. And they were like disco ball pores. And so I was using Super Goop. I do love the Super Goop. Uh, it's an SPF, mm -hmm. but they have like a tinted one that has like a little gold in it, a little shimmer. Mm -hmm. And so you said just straight up low, just why don't you just put that down? Just put down the fucking Super Goop. Because <laughs> <laughs> you are in, you're making your pores more enlarged because you're putting like iridescent shine on my nose. <laughs> you were literally creating a disco ball. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so I was like, great tip. I, can't believe I just didn't realize that's what was happening. But it also has some clogging ingredients, Supergoop does. I love Supergoop, but it does clog your pores. A lot of people use it. Mm -hmm. The marketing behind it, I mean, millions, I'm yeah. sure, just because it's everywhere. Yeah. And so much that it ended up in my kit, I've, I use it all the time. Mm -hmm. But good to know there are some clogging ingredients yeah. there, so it's not necessarily day the most day. comedogenic. <laughs> <laughs> it's not necessarily the most comedogenic thing to use. Yeah. Okay. So if you are someone who struggles with larger pores, mm -hmm. maybe avoid the iridescent shimmery type products. Yeah. And throw in niacinamide. There you go. Niacinamide. Oh, that's where the niacinamide comes in. Yes. So that actually does help with, I know it helps with redness. And oil. And oil. Mm -hmm. And inflammation. Mm, okay. So if you break out your oily, your shiny from oil, niacinamide is amazing. Niacinamide and azelaic acid. So I feel like when I say retinol or niacinamide or salicylic, there's so many different types though. You can get it in the form of a little pad, your bitch pads that you're going <laughs> to... <laughs> like, I hate that. I actually love it. I, mean, I just, you know, yeah. I have pastors as parents. Oh, that's true. Um, okay, fair I mean, enough. They might disown me. They're but. not going to love that. But there's the pads that you could use or there's toners that have it, face washes that do have it as well. Yeah. There's a wide range. Mm -hmm. Is there a specific type like... Just in saying it out loud, I would think using it in the form of a pad would actually be really beneficial because it goes right to the skin. It sets in, but I have a face wash that has it. What's your recommendation though? It's in so much. You don't have to use a specific just niacinamide only. Like in that retinoic ester that's coming out, it has niacinamide in it because okay. it's going to decrease the inflammation from retinol. And so it doesn't have to be a standalone product. 
It's in so many different moisturizers, face washes. I do think you can overdo it. So, yeah. you know, you don't want four different things that have niacinamide in it, but I, I think you don't have to be super picky about your niacinamide. Okay. Yeah. I just have straight up, I just Googled like niacinamide serum and it's called niacinamide. And I put like three drops, like a couple times a week yeah. and it's helped. I just like it more black and white for me. Cause I don't, mm. I try to read ingredients, but sometimes there's just so many in there totally. that I'm like, what, what's happening here? Yeah. Which also is a red flag. Very big red flag. It, vitamin C should not be mixed with a million things. Maybe mm. ferulic acid, maybe vitamin E, but it should not be like an all-in-one vitamin C. Got it. It's so unstable. Okay. Yes. Better to just have like drops or something? So usually it's in a serum or like a gel or something like that. It has to be in a dark bottle, especially if it's L-ascorbic acid. So L-ascorbic is one of the most potent. It's going to be more accepted by your skin as long as it's in the right range and it's mixed with the right ingredients. And this is where it comes in to don't save on your vitamin C. That's where you, that's the splurge item. That's the splurge. Okay. You can save on face wash. 100%. Moisturizer. 100%. Really? Yes. Okay. Stop over La Roche-Posay. Love their line. It's great. It's great. CVS Pharmacy. Yes. It's yes. like eight bucks, I think. hundred percent. They have a huge range. I love their acne line. I love their normal line. I love their line for a dry skin. Mm. I'm not sponsored by, by them. I yeah. just love them. Oh, good to know. Um, so La Roche Posay is great. CeraVe, if you're super, super sensitive, Vanna Cream, mm -hmm. just don't spend a lot of money on your moisturizer. Okay. Yeah. I use La Roche Posay face wash as well too. Yeah. It's really nice. I love it. When it comes to a retinol, cause mm -hmm. I know those can get really expensive. Mm -hmm. I see like L'Oreal or Garnier has one mm -hmm. and it will say it's a cream, but it has retinol in it. And mm -hmm. is there a certain number that people should be looking out for? Like it needs to have at least 2% for it to be active because I feel like with marketing, they can get away even if it's just not even an active ingredient in there and people are buying it up thinking they have a retinol on their face and it's really not. It was, but it's not really doing anything for you. Yeah. So I'd love to break that down. So. I love the retinol talk because if you're super sensitive, over-the-counter retinol is fine. But think about over-the-counter like this. Everyone should be able to use it. Therefore, it can't be overly potent. Okay. So if it, you can just get it over-the-counter versus at a dermatologist's office or from a like online retailer from a specific company, it, it mm. could be used by anyone. And so that's, it's not going to be as potent. Okay. Versus if you do other retinol, is important to kind of splurge. You don't have to go crazy. Like, you know, 50, 60 bucks you can find a good retinol for. Mm -hmm. And it's going to last you like six, eight months if you're using just a tiny little pea size. You're, don't overdose on your retinol. So mm -hmm. many people do. Don't OD yeah, on it. Don't. It's just, just like tiny little amount. It feels like it's doing nothing though. When I'm applying it, I'm like, am I a joke? Is no. this really happening? You know, am I doing anything here? I guess it is. I know it is. I've seen... The results, but you're right. A pea size amount, like touch, touch, touch. Oh, and don't f with the eye area, like underneath this. Mm. Oh, it's so bad. Mm. Uh, well, it's so easy, like as you're rubbing it into your cheeks to like get in this area here. Yeah. But the the skin underneath your eye is so thin. It's so thin. Like tissue paper. Yeah. And yeah. so putting any sort of chemical like uh, retinol on it is it considered a chemical? I don't know. It, I mean, water is a chemical. So hey, I hate chemical free. It's hilarious to me. It's another bullshit thing. Chemical free is not. It's not a thing. It's not a thing. But so retinol, the main things I'll tell you with retinol, make sure that you're putting it on easily. We already went over that. Yeah. Um, like a couple nights a week. 0.25 is the entry level. 
from okay. a medical grade, and then yes. it goes up to one percent. So start low and slow. Mm-hmm. So I say, and then yeah, just you splurge on your retinol. If someone starts off and they're listening to this, they have not used a retinol before. Mm-hmm. They're going to go in with that 0.25. Mm-hmm. That's where I started entry level. And I'm at one percent right now. I'm, I'm so peeling impressed. this shit back. I love it. And I, I'm so happy, but I, I did it the right way with you. Mm-hmm. Like I did, I think six months for 0.25 mm-hmm. and then another three to five for I think 0.5. And now I'm one level up from that. And my huge tip, if you cannot get past, I want you using it seven nights a week. Seven nights a week. If you can. Okay. So if you're, you stay at 0.25 forever, I'm happy with that. I would rather you at 0.25 at seven nights a week than two to three nights a week at 0.5 because you're getting so much more to retexturing using it more consistently than if you can only use it a couple of nights a week. Should I be using my retinol, that 1%, seven nights a week? If you can. Wow. I don't know if I can, but I'm going to try. I've never done it like that. I've only done like, I do like three days on and a couple days off. Yeah. Um, But I'll try it. And just even if, but that's the thing, even if you go through that awkward peely phase, that is just part of it. It can acclimate eventually. Yeah. You don't always have to do that though. So if you go down to 0.5, if you can't get to seven nights a week, I want you to go back to 0.5. Okay. Fair enough. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> I want to ask you, okay, we, there's so many things. I want to make sure I'm covering it all though. Oh, how to get rid of acne scars. A lot of people message me saying, mm-hmm. how do I get rid of my acne scars? What is the cost? What procedures are available? And if you don't have a lot of money to spend on something like this, what can you possibly do? Are there alternatives? And so let's dive into acne scars. Acne scars, I always feel so sad because I know it's like, we already went through the acne. Why do we have to be left with scars? Yeah. It's already scarring to go through what brought you to that point. So there are several things you can do, but without paying a little bit of money, it's really hard to treat it. So microneedling is really great. I like to subsize an acne scar if it's a pretty big one. So I'll use a little subcision and I can even put Sculptra underneath it to re-stimulate collagen to fill in. You can do like a, a TCA peel where if you have some downtime, you look a little rough for a second, but it's going to help resurface that, okay. that scar. There's just not a great answer, but if you're the least well, thing you can do- Well, that is a great do, answer though. You know, oh, but you mean like one that involves- Saves money. Right. I mean, retinol is your best bet. Oh, back retinol to retinol. To, back to, <laughs> everything comes back to retinol. <laughs> it's going to resurface it. So it's okay. going to help a, at least minimally. Yeah, you because that's essentially, again, when you're resurfacing the skin, that's promoting collagen, elastins in your skin, yep. and it's fighting wrinkles. Exactly. So it, Randall really is the superhero product. It is. For anti-aging. Yeah. If you don't want to get Botox and fillers, yeah. I'd say that's one great takeaway from this show. Just go get yourself some retinol. Go get you some retinol. and Or like, you know, do a little microneedling. Treat yourself. Oh, microneedling. Mm-hmm. So I ordered a microneedling wand on Amazon. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm going to steal that shit and throw it in the trash. It's bad, isn't it? And so I was bad. I was doing it. I was so I was no. bleeding in the mirror. <laughs> I was bleeding while I was doing it because it was putting little holes. And I was just like, I literally did it before I came here because I was like, I've got to see her. I got to make sure my skin is popping. And so (laughs) why is it so bad? You just like create all these micro tears in your skin because it's not like it's a surgical grade like needle that you're putting in your face. And how how did you disinfect it after you used it? I did spray Clean Smart, which is one of my favorite products to Mm -hmm. use. It's uh, what they use to clean baby bottles. So I did that. Yeah. And sometimes I forget. I'll do a little Clorox wipe. No, I'm kidding. 
chemicals. <laughs> I'm kidding. She's like, I'm done. Chemicals on your skin. No. But no, if you, like, if you took it, I did an experiment with a banana. Uh-huh. And I rolled a roller on the banana versus like a microneedling. And I mean, you, you just create like literal micro, micro tears and you're not, you're not even penetrating it to the level where collagen and elastin is made. So you're not doing what an actual microneedling treatment oh, is doing. So, <laughs> so stop micro tearing and you're not <sighs> disinfecting it enough. You know, mm-hmm. we do once one use microneedling tips because you just, you throw them away so, and they get dull. Sure. And I was mm-hmm. like, well, I'm still going to use Because, <laughs> again, I've been using this and I'm going to have to get... I only spent, I think, like $16 on this microneedling wand on Amazon. That's got your first red next, flag. I got it next day. <laughs> the reviews were amazing. And hey. so who, who are these people that I'm reading reviews on? They're just like me. That's like, yes, killing it. Like, I wrote a great review. But mm-hmm. I did it thinking that my serums were... like I did Penetrating my, better. Yes, mm-hmm. because I was ripping those pores up, like causing little holes for the, but it kind of was though, I mean, I guess you're not wrong, but you're creating so much inflammation with that, that Mm. it's not necessary. You're, if you use good products, they're going to penetrate. That's why you don't use the ordinary. (sighs) Shots fired. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Ordinary is a very popular brand for the Mm -hmm. masses. People love the ordinary. All $6 of it. Yes. Mm -hmm. The price point is very low. Mm -hmm. It's super affordable. Mm -hmm. Um, And you can get all of the retinol, everything. It's marketed for pretty much everything you need for skincare. Mm -hmm. Are there any products in the ordinary that you would suggest? Like that's not that bad if you are going to go ordinary. And is it bad just because... It's they're full of shit. Like, what are they doing? Is it cranberry juice in the serum? Like, what is it? Yeah, it's it's a great question. So any company could put an ingredient in a serum and say it's in it. Say you put niacinamide in a serum. You can say there's niacinamide in it. Even if it's 0.005? Well, it's not even just the percentage. It's that oh. you're putting it. Now, what vehicle is driving it into the skin? How is it being absorbed by the skin? Is it glorified water because it's just sitting on top of your skin versus actually being absorbed and being able to be used? Mm. And so that's where you don't have that clinical research to back it. So I'm not even saying it could be the worst, but they don't have that. And so if they're just saying it has all this ingredient in it, cool, will it do anything for me? Yeah, Answers, and they maybe not. They're making a killing. I'm surprised killing. they're not throwing it into showing some substantiated research. Right. They're not though. They're not and I don't blame them. Everyone's <laughs> doing it without it. So why would they? They Fair. don't need the peer-to-peer reviewed journals to sell it off the shelves because they're going to charge you $5 and you're going to eat that up. Oh my god. So the ordinary is like the fast food for skincare? It is. That's such a good that is such a good way to put it. It okay. is. And maybe they're AHA, BHA, like you're getting some acid there. Mm-hmm. I don't know, you know, what percentage really because of the pH, but you know, you're getting some. The only product that I had from The Ordinary that I was like, this is, I don't know, decent, was it's an AHA salicylic whatever blend. Yes. Came in a big old jug <laughs> for two bucks now. <laughs> And I was like, I feel comfortable using, I think it was like, I don't know, $12, Mm -hmm. but I ended up using that. It was a TikTok thing I saw and I use that under my armpits and I'll use that as an exfoliant for like my body because I don't mind wasting the money there. Like if it doesn't work, cool, but it's good because I do self tanners and Mm -hmm. stuff and my AHA, BHA cleanser from Skin Medica, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, But that one's a higher price point. So I was like, I'm not using that as a body wash. So again, I don't know if it's working, but- 
Yeah. I'm used to yeah, it on my pets. Yeah, if you have pets. like keratosis pilaris or you just want to exfoliate, I don't think it's bad. Like I said, it, there's acid in it. It's not something terrible. It's yeah. just not super regulated. So How I just don't active? want you, I don't, well, or if it's too active, there's both sides of the coin. It could be underactive and it could be overactive causing you to be, have inflammation. Damn. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Is there a product line that like you're loving right now in addition to your own? Well, and I, I want to be clear about my own. I have only been bringing on and creating products that kind of aren't out there. Yeah. So the retinoic ester, there aren't retinols that aren't going to destroy your face for the most part. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to create something for sensitive skin that actually worked. And that's where I came out with that. The vitamin C I have. Some people don't like vitamin C, L-ascorbic acid. They break out, they have irritation. So I have a vitamin C that doesn't create that. It's a THD based. Okay. THC, THD based. Mm. And so it's just a different form. So, okay. I mean, that's lines that I'm loving. I do love La Roche-Posay. I love CeraVe. I mean, over-the-counter is fine. SkinCeuticals I love. SkinCeuticals is amazing. Their vitamin Cs are Duke-studied backed. I mean, they're just incredible. SkinMedica, incredible. Mm -hmm. so. so for some of these retinol products that we were talking about, when you said if you're going to splurge, the skin medica, skin suticles. Yeah. Those, do they sell those at like Sephora and stuff? Like, where are people going to buy that stuff? Because so, I get it for, I go to you. Yeah. But like, you for, you can go to your dermatologist maybe or. You can go to their actual website. Okay. Just don't buy it on Amazon. Why? It can be completely fake. What? Yes. Skincare on Amazon is an absolute no go because anyone can sell on Amazon. My dad got a vitamin C from SkinCeuticals. It was bless his heart. He wouldn't get it from me because he didn't want to bother me because he's the sweetest angel that's ever lived. Oh. And he's like, I, just, I started stealing your mom's, so I just wanted to buy it, so I didn't bother you to send us another one. It came, and thank God he knew what the real one looked like because it was completely clear. The dropper was different, but the bottle was the same. Everything else was the same. Completely fake. Oh, I hate this. Yeah. Because I bought a few different serums on Amazon. Mm -hmm. Oh, shit. It, but if it's from the reseller, you can buy it. How do you know? Does it say that? It'll say it. Oh, well, there's no like verified thing on there? It says from reseller. Like if it's like SkinCeuticals, it'll be like from the reseller. Okay. So mm -hmm. you really got to pay attention to that. Yeah. Oh, that's wild. Okay. Because I buy everything on Amazon for the most part. But yeah. Okay. Duly noted. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Low Life Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. This is part one of our skincare series. Part of the 90-day Low Life Reset Challenge. Next week is going to be part two. And that episode is jam-packed with so much useful information that will actually help you. Shit that you could take into your normal life and up your skincare game. It could help you with beautifying your skin, minimizing those pores. She talks about some procedures that I didn't even know existed. So I was like, oh, that's really interesting. And so I love learning about skincare. I'm very passionate about it. And she is the expert. She is masterful in her craft and takes it so serious. And so I love that she's open to having a conversation and coming on the show. And uh, any products, anything that she mentioned, I'll link them in the description of this episode, also in the Facebook group. But just a little recap on this week's conversation, some takeaways I had were how important it is to be using retinol when it comes to keeping your skin looking young and beautiful. Not that we all have to look young, but if you want to just minimize wrinkles and build collagen and elastin in your skin, one way to do that, 
a very powerful way is through the use of retinol. And so I personally use SkinCeuticals retinol. I talked about it earlier in the show. I'm at 1%. I'm using that now three to five days a week. And so at night, I wash my face. I'm doing a double cleanse. I love the Osea cleanser. They're a sponsor of the show, but I'm very passionate about Osea products. Osea Malibu is the shit. They're so good. Their hyaluronic serum, oh, it's amazing. Also, another big takeaway from this week's episode Using a hyaluronic serum will actually hurt your skin if you don't use it properly. You got to make sure your face is moisturized in some way, not with an actual cream or lotion. Like it needs to be kind of damp. Like I'll do a spritz of rose water or like Evian spray, or even just take a washcloth that's wet and kind of like pat it on your face. So there's some moisture for the hyaluronic serum. So it can actually adhere to the water and absorb into your face and and make you look nice and hydrated. So that was also an important takeaway that I forget sometimes when using my serums, like layering them in a very specific way, making sure your face is hydrated before you start putting serums because you're just gonna be wasting them if your face doesn't have some moisture on it. I would love to know what your takeaway, your favorite part of this episode was. If you have any additional questions, please drop them in the review section of Apple Podcasts. We love hearing from you. I read each and every single review. I go through each and every single one of them with my producer as well. They're so important to this show. I love getting feedback from you because it really helps make the show better. I want the show to be the best it can possibly be, and I want it to be completely tailored to what you want. And so you have a voice. I want to hear it. And so let me know what you're thinking about the show, what you liked about it, if there's anything you want me to improve, if there was a takeaway that you got from this week's episode, please let me know in the review section of Apple Podcasts, and you might just win a gift from the Low Life Gifting Suite. The Low Life Gifting Suite Special Holiday Edition. Oh, it is so good. It is jam-packed with amazing products, gifts from our sponsor. I have Osea products that I'm obsessed with. There's some edibles in there. There's some wine. There's some gift cards to some of my favorite stores. And of course, I packed the gifting suite with shit you didn't know you needed from Amazon that I'm also obsessed with. And so there's a lot of really great gifts in there. It is the season of giving, and I want to show thanks and give gratitude to my low lifers for taking the time to leave a review because it actually is a game changer. Full disclosure, full transparency here, when you leave a review for any show, it does impact the show. It helps with the analytics. It helps with the algorithm, helps with getting more sponsors. It really supports the show. So for any podcast you thoroughly enjoy listening to, giving them some feedback or just leaving them a review on Apple Podcasts, it does impact in a very positive way. It's a small gesture that really makes a big difference. And so I want to shout out some low lifers who took the time to leave a review. I have listeners who will leave a review every single week. They'll just boom, take a minute to just drop one for us. Thank you for doing that. It does not go unnoticed. It really helps. I freaking love you. All right. So first one up is coming in hot from Rebecca Kalunga Garcia. Ooh, what a great name. We love Rebecca Kalunga Garcia. All right, my Latina queen. She writes, five stars, great podcast. I love the breakup information. So smart. She gave me a little salsa dancer. Oh, you must be talking about Amy Chan's episode. Our two-part breakup series. Oh, I love me some Amy Chan. She is so knowledgeable and really breaks down the science behind the breakup. Like there are certain chemicals that are released in our body and that's why we feel more attracted or we long for someone or we're hurting or grieving a, a relationship breakup more than we think we should be. It all gets broken down into chemicals and science and our biology and it's bigger than us. And so she really knows what she's talking about and I love those episodes. I'm glad you enjoyed them too, Rebecca. We have another review coming in hot from at Blonde. Vermonster. I love it. Blonde Vermonster writes, obsessed five stars. I just discovered this podcast a few weeks ago 
and I love it so much. I feel like I just gained a new BFF. Lowe spoke to my soul this week with the mental health check, and I am joining the 90-day Low Life Reset Challenge because that's exactly what I need in my life right now. <gasps> I'm so happy. The episodes with Amy Chan were so good and so enlightening no matter what stage of life you're in. I sent them to everyone I know. All the feels and gratitude to you, Lowe, for pouring your heart out and bringing light to this world. Oh, Queen, that's so sweet with the little eggplant emoji and a spicy. She threw a little dick my way. Thank you for that. And I'm so happy to know you're a new listener. Welcome on board this Hot Mess Express. There's a lot of episodes for you to catch up on, Queen. You will not be disappointed. <laughs> and I'm so freaking happy that you're joining the 90-Day Low Life Reset Challenge. So I will see you in the Facebook group. We have time for one more review, and this one is coming in hot from at Mrs.Moody underscore one. Looked her up on the gram. You live in St. George, Utah. I love St. George, Utah. <laughs> My Nana used to live in St. George for like a couple years. I have such fond memories of going there to visit her. I'd go to Quail Lake. There was a couple other lakes we'd go fishing at, and I'd go to Lynn's Market and get ice cream. Oh, I love me some St. George. It is a town that I remember closes pretty early. Like it shuts down by like 9 p.m.-ish but it is such a great place to live. I need to go back there. I'm gonna come and visit you, Mrs. Moody. All right, here we go. Her name is Ironica, and she writes, five stars. Low, music at the dinner table. I did not grow up with music played at the dinner table. I grew up in a cult. <laughs> oh, shit. So now as a free woman growing my own family, I actually decided to incorporate music in the background of meal preparations and eating as a family at the dinner table after I heard you mention it in an early episode. I've been around since episode one. <gasps> and OG queen, oh, I love you. So now I'm raising my two little boys with music in the background of almost everything, but meals in particular, and I'm forever indebted to you for sharing your beautiful family traditions. Love ya. This is Mrs. Moody. Oh my God, queen. First of all, love that you escaped the cult and now you're in a new cult, the low life cult. <laughs> but this is a good cult. Maybe I shouldn't call it a cult. Maybe it's more a coven, perhaps. For spooky season, we'll refer to it as the low life coven, and then we'll change it back to the cult for the holidays. <laughs> I want to hear your story, though. Like, please DM me because I want to talk to you. Like, what cult did you grow up in? Were you Mormon? Like a Mormon cult? <gasps> oh, God. Okay. Please let me know. But also, so happy that you're enjoying music at the table. I still want to know from more listeners, is that something that you enjoyed as a kid, having music played at the table, like background music? I freaking love it. And again, now I feel like specific songs have become the soundtrack of my freaking life. Like it will take me back to a really special memory at the dinner table with my family, like core memories and music is the foundation of that. And so I love that you're incorporating music at the table. It really bonds the family. It's so sweet. And your family sounds absolutely beautiful. And that's the perfect place to leave this week's episode. I hope you have a beautiful weekend ahead. Maybe go carve a pumpkin. Enjoy a delicious margarita with some tahini around the rim. Maybe take some edibles. Go watch a spooky movie. Apply your serums. Go and get yourself a good retinol. But don't forget to drink your water, puta. Because <laughs> I know you're thirsty. <laughs> we, we love, love you. you. And we're out. Bye. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs> Hey y'all, I'm Brandi Cyrus. Wait, are we live? <laughs> and that's my mom, Tish. Sorry, we're stoned. 
You're going to have to talk into the mic, toots. Hey, everybody. It's Tish the Dish here. Just ready to dish on all of life's hottest topics. And plus, you'll hear crazy family stories, design tips, and oh, so much more. So follow our pod and find us on Instagram at Stone so you don't miss an episode. Bye, stoners.